Good morning, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and um, <laughs> yesterday was a strange day. I got a friend request on Facebook by someone that I was uh, in some way, shape, or form involved with for a period of about seven months, give or take. Um, and I figure since it came up, I'll talk about it. Um, I, I may have touched on it on a previous episode, but if so, it's been a very long time. And so I'll get into the nitty gritty of that today. Since I was visited by the ghosts of Christmas past. And so I got a friend request from this guy that I was involved with. Um, we started talking and uh, we hooked up in September of 2021, right? And after getting a couple of messages and, you know, obviously the friend request, I noticed that I got like... 30 or so notifications of this motherfucker liking my posts and pictures and shit on Facebook, right? And I clicked on like five of them and I noticed that they're all from like 2010, right? So as we're having this like conversation, we just have a seemingly normal conversation. Like, I'm kind of reflecting on this behavior, right? And so, let's go back in time to when this happened. Like, I was in a very unhealthy headspace uh, during the time that we were involved. Um, we had a really phenomenal uh, one-night stand and a whole lot of varying degrees of conversation and if I had to categorize this involvement I would say that it was a trauma bond and if you're not familiar with that um, it's basically like a fancy term for love addiction okay and the types of experiences that um, <coughs> activate brain chemicals. It's it's uh, kind of like an off and on, like inconsistent kind of um, communication patterns or communication styles or whatever. And what it does, I'm not a scientist here, so sorry about that. I'm not a psychologist either, so sorry about the shitty description. But something about that whole like push-pull dynamic and then like the hot and cold behavior, uh, basically what it does is it activates certain chemical processes and releases in your brain and it's not dissimilar to what it is to experience like drug addiction, okay? And so 
this circumstance, like, I'm not even shitting you, I'm gonna be really fucking literal. The whole circumstance of, like, how we got involved and how the communications went, um, led me to believe that I was in love with this motherfucker after we hooked up, like, one time. So, just to put it in perspective, yes, the sex was that good. Uh, <laughs> like, obviously. Um, but it kind of started a chapter that, like, in retrospect, I will casually refer to as, like, my descent into madness. Because um, the the entire time that I was engaging with him, like... I knew that this isn't good for me and that I shouldn't be doing it and I knew that I needed to step away from this individual and yet like I felt like I couldn't you know what I mean like I don't know how to describe it any better um, it's really strange there's really a uh, period of unhealthy behavior um and to be fair like that along with the other circumstances that were happening at that time frame led to what so far has been the most mentally unhinged time frame um that I've experienced in my entire life um that that would pretty much be you know one of those time frames where it was like I was experiencing such extreme nervous system dysregulation that literally everything was overstimulating. It's really hard to um, explain that experience to people that haven't experienced that. Um, but like everything was overstimulating. Um, this was a time that I stopped taking my medication. Like, I felt like I needed, like, to do something. Like, I felt like something needed to change in my brain chemistry. I know that sounds really fucky. But, like, I needed to do something different. Like, my brain needed a fucking reset, you know? Like, I do remember consciously having that thought. And having a moment at work where I don't, I don't know what the fuck was going on in my head. But even one of my employees asked if I needed a hard reboot and, like, to fucking, you know, bonk me on the head. And I just told him yes. <laughs> like, I was literal. Because, like, I don't know. It was just... It's unreal. It's... And it's so hard to describe to people. And it's really hard to elaborate on um, what that actually felt like in those moments. Um, that that was happening and then you know explaining that it was like a seven month process you know or give or take where I was like the lowest of the low points that I've experienced uh, since I cut out on my own and so it's really uh, weird <laughs> I guess I would say 
it's really weird uh, for this motherfucker to pop up now and like obviously it tells me like maybe this is something I need to talk about in a little bit more depth and I wish I took better notes at the time that this was happening because like it's just strange because it felt like it was like it was like a back and forth of like you know what I mean like it seemed like there were periods where it was like mutually obsessive like I, I don't know I don't know how to describe that better and uh, at the same time like I think like it seemed like he would experience points when he would basically like shut down or whatever and so yeah like I eventually was able to disengage and let go like it was not easy but I did and that was probably around February of 2022 so that was probably like all this shit started around September but around February of 2022 I think is when I finally was able to um, break through the noise in my head and just like shut down you know shut it off <laughs> and I'm not gonna say I found a center because I mean like even during that time I was fucking completely unhinged but like it's something that I did anyway like I like that was the time frame at, so after I stopped taking my medication for two weeks I had a complete mental breakdown and then I started taking my medications again and when I got back on the medications I uh, ended up getting the dosage increased uh, this is like doubled basically on my anxiety medication and even before I went to the doctor I was doubling it myself just because like I knew that I needed you know like I, I needed to do something like obviously like I stopped taking my medication for the same reason because I think I felt like my medications had stopped working which mind you this is not it wasn't a good idea like it at all um, and I would recommend not doing what I do um, if you're in a similar situation I make poor life decisions sometimes and I'll be forward and say that's one of them that I'm happy that I came out on the other side of because um, <coughs> I yeah like it was really bad like I I don't even have any other words for it. It was really bad. It was very um, unhealthy, unhinged, and obsessive. Like, those are, like, those are the three uh, dominant words that come into my head as, like, descript. you know what I mean? Those are my favorite adjectives for this time frame and this circumstance. Because, like, I know there was a period for a while where, um everything seemed to be 
so intense, like, and this is just like circumstances and living, you know what I mean? It's not anything like spectacular is happening. Like this is just like day to day life, right? Um, that I couldn't listen to music anymore. Um, I was listening to um, relaxing Spanish guitar and solfeggio frequencies. And that's the only thing that I could functionally listen to. Otherwise, it seemed like it was like, like if I tried to listen to any regular music, it was too overwhelming. Um, it was just overstimulating and it was just like, it was like too much for me to take in as, you know, added stimuli on top of everything else that I was dealing with in life. And so it's really interesting that of all the things that comes up, like this, this is what comes up right now. So I'm trying to figure out the, you know, the why behind this randomness, because, I don't know, that's my, that's my jam. I like to know why, I like to figure out why. But, like, it's obvious to me, I think, at some point or another, like, I'm probably going to have to lay down some category of ground rules if there's going to be any continuation of communication because yeah like I refuse to allow myself to get back to that point like I am not going to allow myself to get back to that headspace it's just yeah no <laughs> no no <laughs> Like, I have worked too hard and fought too much to allow that to happen. And it's funny, it's funny that this is what comes up because um, when I chose to disengage with uh, one of my friends earlier this year, that I also had romantic implications towards the reason why I chose to disengage from that situation is because I there was a development there was a developing uh, push-pull dynamic and basically what had happened was that um, with that I could feel the ch an unhealthy change in my brain chemistry like at the onset and I was honest with him and I told him that I can't like you know what I mean <laughs> like it was just really fucking brutal and honest like I told him that I, like I can't like I can't like I'm not revisiting these places basically and it's something I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding is that like it doesn't matter if you love someone or not like if you've gone through some really fucked up shit like you know what I mean shit where you're excited that you lived through it um and 
that was really fucking hard and it was really overwhelming you know on so many fucking faceted levels that it doesn't matter if you love someone or not like if you go through that kind of shit and you get to the other side you will protect yourself at all costs you know as soon as you notice anything that even has a resemblance to a previously unhealthy environment or a previously unhealthy encounter like nope nope like as soon as you notice unless you are you know completely self-loathing like you will protect yourself at all costs because you know that the cost is too great regardless of feeling you know regardless of caring for somebody the cost is too great when you've gotten to the other side of some major long-term mental health difficulties and I don't I don't think that that is necessarily a callous perspective to have I just think that it's an uncomfortable truth because a lot of times society is acclimated to you know self-sacrificing individuals and when when the self when when the those acts break you eventually you're going to fucking learn from it like sometimes you might have to get hit a handful more times but at the end of the day eventually you're going to learn what to watch out for and like even if you don't know what you're seeing you know what you're seeing you know like even if you can't put your finger on what seems off eventually it will come to the surface and I think that's really what I've learned from my last dating experience because I mean if I think retrospectively um I guess the fact like so here's an example dude fucking one time said that the only ex of his that he maintains involvement with or any like positive relationship and again this should have been a fucking red flag but um is this one chick that he dated that is active in business and social circles in the area of where he works and the reason why is because of um, maintaining business relationships so in a nutshell you could interpret that as he maintains a positive or a relationship with one of his exes because she can destroy him due to um, her activity on social media and within the community and I don't know that's just weird to me my to be fair like I don't really have a lot of exes because I mean yeah like had some flings <laughs> like I don't know that and then obviously the accusations of you know her being a narcissist and 
whatever. Should have been a clue. It should have been a clue, but that's okay. I, I think on some level, like, I picked up on something, just on a subconscious level, but at the same time, like, you know, <laughs> being, this is really weird to say because, you know, I don't think I've always been an optimist, but being the eternal optimist or, you know, being empathetic towards others, I think sometimes has me looking at people through like cracked rose colored glasses. And I say cracked because I, I think for the most part I can see the whole of people. And by that I mean like positive and negative traits, you know? And it's just it's not my place to determine what it is that's coming to the surface in those moments. Obviously that's theirs. But I think that I do for the most part see people from a pretty realistic perspective. But at the same time I think I I have a tendency to want to give people the benefit of the doubt and sometimes it's in circumstances where they don't deserve it or they haven't earned it. You know? And I think that's something I'm really sitting on when it comes to that, um, period, because, yeah, I don't know, like, I'm just thinking about, like, the major boundary that I had that I feel like was perpetually disrespected. Now, granted, I'm gonna say this right now and own it, um, I stood up for myself about this boundary one time, it was very early on. So there is a certain ownership that I have in terms of not, um, not reinforcing it, but at the same time, like, I am very much one of those people that think that respect for boundaries is a sign of respect. and. The fact that I came recently from a, you know, long-term committed relationship that didn't work out and expressing that I don't, I don't um, feel comfortable really talking about the prospects of marriage and it continuing to come up in conversation in such ways, like, that should have been a red flag for me. but. Yeah. It's okay. Like, I'm pretty sure that I, I just fell into another mental trap of, uh, <clears throat> for lack of a better way of putting it, I would say wanting to be wanted, um, wanting to feel needed, whatever. So, yeah. Like, clearly I got some shit I need to work on. But, that's okay. Like, we learn from these things. And, like, the, you know what I mean? That's the same mental shit that got me going through <clears throat> that dark period at the end of 2021 and early 2022, you know? Um, that's fucky shit, but obviously it needed to happen for some reason or another. Like, 
I'm here. And life is getting better every day. And it has been for a long ass time. I mean, my troubles are minor at best and rare. So I really don't have much to complain about in the grand scheme of things. You know, like almost every day is a great day. Or if not, it's an okay day. And in my book, that's fucking winning, you know? And so, at this point, the only thing I can really do is look to the future and be in the present moment and maintain a positive attitude and a positive outlook while reflecting on my own behavior patterns and why I allow these things to continue, you know? Seriously, like that's the thing I have to ponder over and work through is what what is broken within me that has me allowing these things to continue because three months is a short time frame but at the end of the day it's still too long same with seven months seven months is a short time frame but at the end of the day it's still too long and so these are the wounds that I need to look at and I need to address to continue moving forward because that's where I need to be is moving forward so i just want to thank everybody for listening and as always be well